Have you ever done something crazy? Something you had second thoughts about even while you were in the process of doing it? You talked about it out loud to make it real, but something inside of you still said, you must be joking. That's how I felt the night I stopped taking birth control and prayed the same prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, if you would, please take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. In my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotion on faith, I share my journey through an unplanned pregnancy and how the lessons I learned over the course of nine months will help both you and I to do bold and scary things. You can get your copy of this new book today by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash shop forward slash faith. And as a reward for being a part of our Black Girls of Purpose community, you can get your book shipped for free. All you have to do is enter coupon code BGWP. Welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. I hope you've been enjoying, enjoying, sorry, this Pain and Purpose series. It's been one of my favorites, honestly, since the podcast first began. I feel like I'm learning a lot. God's really been speaking to me about some things, and it's honestly allowed me to encourage a lot of people in my circle. I hope that you've been sharing it with people who are in your circle. If you know that they're in a situation or a season where they're having to push you through some things uh, to get to the promise that God has given them, and I think about the Israelites, and I think about how they had to fight to get into their promised land, right? And even I was talking with some sisters in Christ a few weeks ago about how when they were in the wilderness, that's when they saw the miracles. But when they got to the promised land, that's actually when they had to start fighting. That's when they had the different tribes that they were fighting against. And so I feel like sometimes we feel like, oh, once we get to our promised land, like my sister in Christ said, we think we're going to be sitting in hammocks drinking Mai Tais. But it's just not like that, sis. So I hope that you are prepared to uh, protect your purpose, right? And and to protect your promise. We kind of talked about that last week when we talked about the importance of prayer in regards to the things that God has told us. So I am super excited to jump back in this week. Uh, Today's episode is called What If It Hurts? And we're just going to talk about the pain part of birthing your purpose, right? So for the past couple weeks, we talked about what to expect, what you're expecting. We talked about how, you know, when you're in a moment of promise, you want to make sure that you don't birth your promise prematurely. And today we're going to talk about the actual pain that can sometimes come with our promise or come with our purpose. And so uh, I'm going to pause real quick and then we'll jump in. All right. Okay, so today's episodes like main verse is going to come out of Hebrews 12 7 through 13 and it says endure suffering as discipline God is dealing with you as sons for what son is there that a father does not discipline but if you are without discipline which all receive then you are illegitimate children and not sons furthermore we had natural fathers discipline us and we respected them shouldn't we submit even more to the father of spirits and live for they disciplined us for a short time based on what seemed good to them but he does it for our benefit 
so that we can share in his holiness. No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields the fruit of peace and righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your tired hands and the weakened knees and make straight the paths of your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but healed instead. And again, that comes from Hebrews 12, 7 through 13. Now, I have two sons. Hopefully, if you've been listening to us long for a while, you know that by now. But I have two sons, Jaden and Jonathan. And with Jaden, I had such a smooth pregnancy. I tell people that I feel like God gave me a really easy pregnancy because he said, hey, girl, I know you don't even want to get pregnant right now. So I got you. I didn't really have a lot of pain, didn't really have a lot of morning sickness, really nothing. Like I didn't have any weird cravings. It was just a really smooth pregnancy. I probably wouldn't have even known that I was pregnant if it wasn't for my huge belly right so it was so interesting when I got pregnant with my son Jonathan because with him I had already surrendered our fertility to God and was just trusting him like okay God however many children you want us to have that's how many we'll have what time you want us to have them that's the time and that we'll have them in and so that part wasn't a real struggle for me but what was so interesting is that even though the mental part was a lot easier for me when it came to Jonathan and my pregnancy with him it was a lot more physically tolling right Uh, and that's what's so interesting as well because with Jaden, my body was going through that change for the first time stretching ligaments and different things happening but with John I had been through it already nevertheless it was a very painful pregnancy and he moved way more than Jaden did I actually had more morning sickness which is why I thought oh I guess this is a girl because you know it's it just feels so different surely it's not another boy and then my sister was having dreams that it was a girl my aunt was having dreams that it was a girl so I'm just thinking okay this is a girl it's more difficult pregnancy cool whatever I'm just gonna go with the flow of things right and so I tie that to today's episode and I'm just kind of giving you that as a background because the pregnancy was difficult in that it was painful and I wasn't used to that with my first pregnancy but the endurance that I had was that I knew that the pain I had the pain that I was suffering in that particular moment was pointing to a bigger promise on the inside of me and again I want to give that as a background because many of you who are listening to this podcast right now are maybe in a season of pain and suffering right and you're just thinking okay God I cannot do this and it makes me think of this sermon that I listened to when I went to church with my aunt this past Sunday and he was saying like if you go through pain and you don't know why you're going through the pain you could think of it as abuse you could think okay God's trying to beat me up he's trying to punish me for something but if you know that your pain has purpose which is why this whole series is called pain and purpose then you're able to push through some things if you know okay I'm pregnant and so yeah I have this ligament pain this joint pain because there's a baby inside of me and they're stretching me out then you're you're able to endure it a little bit more now if I had the kind of pain that I had in pregnancy and I wasn't pregnant, I knew I wasn't pregnant, there would be a lot of worry, right? I'd probably go to the emergency room often and say, hey, can you figure out what's wrong with me? I'm feeling this pain. I'm not sure what's going on. But if I know that I'm pregnant, then I can attribute the pain that I'm enduring to that pregnancy. And so again, if you're listening to this and you're in a painful season, just take that as a sign that you are pregnant with something, right? 
So we are, have been talking about a lot of the parts of pregnancy. We've been talking about, like I said at the beginning, what to expect when you're expecting, not birthing your promise too soon. But today we're actually going to talk about the pain of pregnancy. Now, the first point that I have for today, I'm actually going to give you all three points and then I'll go into each. So there are three points when it comes to pain and purpose, right? The first point is that pain is predestined. The second point is that pain is not always a punishment. And the third point is that pain should spark preparation. So I'll say that again. Pain is predestined. Pain is not always a punishment. And pain should spark preparation. Now, the first point, pain is predestined. If we go back to this verse, Hebrews 12, verse 7 through 8 says, Endure suffering as discipline. God is dealing with you as sons. For what son is there that a father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, which all receive, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Now, I want to highlight that part, which all receive. This verse says that everybody's going to go through some discipline at some point. And when I think about discipline, I want you to think of it not so much as getting a whooping. I want you to think about it as training, right? We talk about being disciplined, especially women, which I'm, okay, we got to practice self-discipline. I got to get up. I got to work out. I got to go to sleep at this time. Even with our children, we want to help them to be disciplined okay this is the structure this is when we eat lunch this is when we eat dinner this is the day we do chores that kind of thing and so when you think about discipline as training it also will help your mindset and how you view whatever it is that you're going through in this particular season now, I what thing that I love in John sixteen thirty three, God says, in this world you will have trouble but fear not I have overcome the world like you pain is just predestined period right We know that our pain, thankfully, is tied to a purpose because God wants to accomplish something greater through his children. But just in this world, there's going to be pain because we're just in a sinful place and and Adam and Eve kind of jacked that up for us. And so that there's that pain. But we know, again, as Christians, that there is pain attributed, there is purpose attributed to our pain because God wants us to be able to help other people. And I think about how Paul says, if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, right? So we go through some things. There are some tests and trials that we go in, through in our life that actually have nothing to do with us. It's not like, which is going to tie into this next point that I'm going to make, but it's not that God is necessarily trying to punish you for something. He knows the ministry that he's placed you in he knows the calling that he's put on your life and so he's going to allow you to go through some things so that you can relate to some people and I I talked to this with my mentee who has been sexually abused before I'm like baby you can't encourage women who have been sexually abused if you haven't endured that yourself and that's not to say that God sets it up and he's like okay I'm gonna have her get hurt in this way and this way and this way but God is so sovereign we know that from Romans 8 28 that he works all things together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose So he already knew that pain was going to be a part of your life. And then he knew the purpose that he was going to birth through that pain, right? He knew he was going to be able to strategically place you into rooms and into circles to encourage women who are going through the thing that you have been delivered from already, right? So for women who have been divorced, he has already equipped you to be able to encourage women who are coming alongside you or coming behind you who've been divorced because you've been through that or women who have lost children he's already equipped you to be able to encourage the woman who's losing a child because you've lost a child again women who have been abused he has already equipped you because of the abuse that you had to endure and I know for me y'all know my background overcoming suicidal thoughts as a teen I love something that someone told me she said Brie you cannot shine light into women's lives if you don't know what darkness looks 
looks like. You can't tell them about light if you don't know what darkness looks like. And they, people could look at me and how I am now and be like, oh, she's just super cheery. She doesn't understand anything. But when I'm able to share my testimony about how I used to be in the sunken place, I used to be in a dark place, not just in my mind, but physically. I remember being in my room with my lights turned out. If I can tell them, hey, that used to be me and look at me now, then that really allows them to see, okay, well, wow, what kind of purpose does God want to birth through the pain that I'm currently suffering? So that's that first point is that pain is predestined. Now, the second thing that I said is that pain is not always a punishment. And I'm going to go to 9 verses 11 in Hebrews 12. It says, furthermore, we had natural fathers discipline us and we respected them. Shouldn't we submit even more to the father of spirits and live? For there they disciplined us for a short time based on what seemed good to them. But he does it for our benefit so that we can share in his holiness. No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields the fruit of peace and righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And again, that's Hebrews 12, 9 through 11. Now, y'all, I remember when I was younger and my sister can attribute or can vouch for this. My dad would give her and I whoopings, right? And y'all know what a difference between a spanking and a whooping. We got whoopings, right? And so I remember whenever my dad would be finished giving us a whooping, he would ask us to give him a hug and tell him we love him. And he would always say, it hurts me more than it hurts you. And both of us would be looking at him on the side of his face like, are you serious right now? I'm not trying to hear that. I am crying. I am in pain. But now when I look at scripture and how it talks about how our our earthly fathers discipline us, I think about my dad and I think about how he used to say it hurts me more than it hurts you. And especially now as a mother, I also look at the things that my son does that I have to discipline him for. And I say, you know what, baby, some things that like this, some punishments or some discipline is not is is not just I'm not doing this to abuse you I'm doing this to train you right and so when I talk about pain is not always a punishment that we know that there's some pain that we sometimes cause ourselves because of sin right that maybe you know getting a STD or something could be could be could be now I want y'all over here oh she said if you got an STD you deserve it for people who know God has told you you don't need to be sleeping outside of marriage and you're sleeping around and he's trying to give you warning shots and you're not listening an STD can be a painful punishment but not there are also people who get stds because they have been raped so you see those two different de- those two differences one was okay you took actions upon yourself another is something that has happened to you right and so we have to understand that first god is sovereign in both situations because he can still work it out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose but second it's really important for that person who has potentially been raped to understand that okay this is not something that i brought upon myself and that is so important for me because i feel like there are so many women who we think okay if i'm enduring this it's because i did something god hates me he doesn't love me and you know that a lot of times that comes from the relationships that we've had, whether those are poor relationships with friends, poor relationships with fathers, with mothers, we have this mindset, this mentality that says if something's bad, if something bad is happening to me, then I caused that thing to happen to me. And I want you to know that that's just not the case. That's not how God operates. And, you know, I think of some of the things going back to the pain that is sometimes a punishment. I think of, I, I talked in the very beginning about how I 
my husband and I, I believe, will be debt free. One, well, thankfully, yes, we will be debt free. But I, I know that God has has told us that that's going to happen for us, and I think it's going to happen suddenly. And I remember when He first gave me that promise, and things didn't happen immediately. I thought, oh, well, what's wrong? You know, why isn't this happening? What's going on here? And God showed me, and when I prayed about it, because our account was overdrafting, and I thought initially I was like, oh, this pain isn't a punishment. God's just testing our faith. And then I learned actually it was a punishment in that instance because God was saying baby you have not been a good steward over your finances you act like you don't know what a budget looks like you act like you out here puff daddy or something and you just spend because you got it and then even when you have the money to buy something you put it on your credit card he said so yeah this pain is a punishment but there was a point where he transitioned it from a punishment to a purpose like the the passion that I feel about finances came because of that pain that I felt in that season when I was being disciplined and so it's really important for us to know that pain can be a punishment in the beginning. It can transition to purpose though, but only when we surrender it to God. So when God showed me that he was disciplining us with our finances, I said, okay, Lord, well, what would you have us to do? What would you like our budget to be? You know, how often do we need to be meeting? All those sorts of things. What things do we need to cut out of our budget? When I tell y'all we cut all extra expenses, iTunes gone, Netflix gone, you know, whatever extra expenses were in our account that I was like, what does this even go to? We cut all those things out because I was surrounded rendering that pain to God. And so that's another good thing to, for you to understand is that even if it's it's something you brought to yourself, brought on yourself, if you say, God, I messed this up, but I need you to work it out for me, he'll do it. Now, understand he's going to do it in his timing because I know for me, I wanted him to fix it real quick. Like He's like, girl, you racked up debt over years and you just want me to abracadabra it away. If I do that, you're not going to learn anything. Going back to the beginning verse, it says, endure suffering as discipline. He said, I need you to Yeah, I know it hurts, but you're going to have to suffer through some things because you're going to have to learn some training. If you're not used to practicing using a budget, then even when I bless you financially, you're going to squander it. And me and my dad always talk about how it's about mindsets. That's why sometimes you see these NFL players, NBA players who are in the league. They're at the prime. They're at the prime of their career. They're making all this money. And then you look up and they're on the news and they're homeless because it was a mindset change. And God loves us so much that he's like, hey, baby, I know that you want this right now, but I'm going to make sure that you are properly equipped to take care of it when everything comes together and I want to make sure also that you're going to give me the credit for it right I don't want you saying oh yeah I'm out here I did it no I need you to give me the credit for it does that make sense that for me it also ties back into those premature promises when I talk about God wanting us to be prepared for what it is that we have and I know with our finances initially, like I said, I was asking for us to be delivered, to be financially free, but it was because I just wanted to travel. Honestly, I just was like all this money I'm spending on student loan debt, I could get a plane ticket. And now I want to be wealthy because I want to be able to be generous because we've been on the receiving end of other people's generosity. And when I think about those pure motives, I think about James 4, 1 through 3, which says, what, are the, what is the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from the cravings that are at war within you? You desire and do not have. You murder and covet and 
and cannot obtain. You fight in war. You do not have because you do not ask. And you ask and don't receive because you ask with the wrong motives so that you may spend it on your evil desires. So those are two things. We we have, we we have are in a situation where we're waiting for the promise and we're like, why am I going through this pain? It feels like a punishment. And sometimes it is, like I said, but we can surrender that to God. And then sometimes it's not. And he's just like, hey, babe, I'm just making sure your motives are pure. I'm making sure that your heart is pure. I'm making sure that you're going to be the kind of person who can handle this properly. So those are the first two points. And the last two point is pain should spark preparation. When I was writing this particular point out, I was just thinking about when I thought I was going into labor with my son, Jonathan, in February. And he wasn't due until March, but I was super excited because it was the 24th of February. And my husband's born on the 24th of April. My dad's born on the 24th of January. So I was like, oh, it's a sign. It's going to be super special. And I wasn't in labor. Uh, I was feeling labor pains, but I wasn't in labor yet. And I was initially frustrated, but it actually worked out because I realized we had not cleaned the infant car seat from my first son, Jaden. We had had it on the list of things to do and I had my hospital bag packed, but we didn't even have anything that was sufficient enough to bring our promise, our baby home in, our purpose, right? Home in. And God just showed me you have pain should spark preparation. So for some of y'all, you're in labor pains right now. And you're not actually going into labor. It's not time to birth the promise just yet. But God is saying, hey, this is time to get it's time to get prepped. So for some of y'all, that looks like opening up the bank account. For some of you, you need to file for your LLC. Some of you need to start writing the script for that movie that you've been thinking about. Some of you need to write out your speaker fees. Some of you need to hire a coach. Some of you need to get your customer relationships managers in place. You need to plan the content. You need to take photos you need to do all of the things and you need to do those because your promise is coming your promise is coming but you have to prepare for the promise and that's why you're feeling pain and so for me I know that in the past this has looked like me sending out a contract to someone for that I wanted to work with and finding out later that the contract verbiage was incorrect or even for I'll be transparent even for activate that community I had sent out a contract to a woman that I was hoping would come and work with us and I sent it through my customer relationships manager I used Dubsado and I sent her something and my workflow was off and so it sent her a a series of emails and I was like oh and it was so painful right that was painful for me but it showed me I still needed to prepare some things and even though I pray it didn't cost me that relationship that business relationship but even if it did it says okay Brie that was painful but now it should mark some preparation so I went back into my customer relationship manager tool and I was able to fix the errors that caused her to get those series of emails and so for y'all you know you may experience a spec and y'all I'm just speaking to women in business or if you're a guy in business as well sometimes we experience painful things painful interactions painful pitches I I remember giving a a speech one time and I thought it was going to be 45 minutes and it ended up being 10 minutes and I said okay girl this is painfully embarrassing and you need to practice your 
speeches more often. You need to write things out more because you thought you were prepared for this, but you actually were not prepared for this because when the rubble met the, when the rubber met the road and it was time for you to give your speech, you couldn't even talk up there for more than 15 minutes and you had a whole hour blocked out for your presentation. So it was painful, but it sparked preparation for me. And I started learning, okay, whenever I'm going to give a speech, I have to do an opening. I need to do three points and then I need to do a closing. And I started doing that consistently. Even when I think about the podcast, and I only made this connection a few weeks ago, but that's what I do on the podcast. I tell an opening story, I give my three points, and then I have a closing story. And so while it was painfully embarrassing for me in that moment those years ago, when I had that first you know, keynote speech, if you would like to call it that, I said, okay, I'm not going to be embarrassed like this again, and I'm not going to embarrass my dad, I'm not going to embarrass this event person who hired me and thought I was this really awesome person that I thought I was going to be, but I didn't end up being that person, right? So don't feel like you're going through pain. And and that's another really good example of, of pain that may not be a punishment. It just may be there to spark some preparation. And I know that a lot of times I'm really quick to beat myself up and say, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. I wasn't ready. And says, no, 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 no. This was just a glimpse into where you're going. And so if you take the lesson and you say, okay, God, what purpose, right? Do you want to birth through this pain? Then you're able to look at things strategically. And then when the opportunity is presented again, and it is time to give birth, going back to that example with my son, I had the car seat ready the next time that I went into labor, right? I'm not looking to, oh, I got to hurry up. I got to get this. I got to pack the bag still. No, everything is going to be ready because that showed me that my promise can be born at any time. And I th- that's such a good point, y'all. Th- your promise could come at any moment and you want to be ready. And so for me, like this, is that's even part of the reason why I haven't been on social media. I'm like, I'm trying to get things together on a foundational level i'm trying to get my contracts together i'm trying to get my proposals together i'm trying to get my content together i'm trying to get all these things ready because at any moment i could go into labor for this purpose this promise that god has given me and i want to make sure that i have all the things in order i have all the ducks in order that i can control so that i'm say hey god i'm ready to receive So again, the three points that we made for today with with this what if it hurts lesson, we said we have to understand that pain is predestined. Pain is not always a punishment, but pain should always spark preparation. So I just this was such a good lesson. I hope it was good for y'all, too. This was and and it really encouraged me because, again, a lot of the things that I have been doing undercover behind the scenes is because I have been feeling some pain. And I'm saying, okay, God, I feel like this baby is coming. I feel like I'm birthing this baby, this promise that you've given me, not just with the debt freedom, but with the things that you want to do through Black Girls of Purpose, with the things you want to do through my nonprofit Unity Queens. And so I am preparing to receive those things. Now, a closing thought I want to give y'all that God gave me, which I thought was just so amazing. He was showing me the importance of not despising small beginnings, right? And so when he was telling me about that, he was showing me, he was creating a connection between the baby kicks that you feel when you're pregnant. And for those of you who are pregnant, I know my friend Bianca, shout out to Bianca. She's due soon. And you start feeling kicks from your baby at about 16 weeks, you can. And it it can be really early when it's your second pregnancy. But with your it, it's funny the first time you feel them they just kind of feel like tickles or you're like what is that what's that sensation and then as the baby gets 
older, you start seeing them actually kick and your body moves. And so that's really cool. But going back to what God was showing me, he said, Brie, I need you to tell them not to despise small beginnings. Now, with our babies, when they move, you could say, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just a baby. But that those movements show that there is something alive in you. And so that's so important because some, for some of y'all, you're going to think, oh, well, how does sending this email change my life? Or how does go to, going to this one meeting, how is that going to make a difference for me? You have to understand you cannot despise small beginnings. And even a baby step, even a baby kick is a move, is a move in the right direction, right? You have to just continue to trust that every movement that you make is leading to something big. And when I th- thought about that, I thought about Jonathan and just how much he moved throughout my pregnancy. He moved so much and it was so painful and I would even scream sometimes. And so I was convinced that he was going to be 10 pounds easy. I said, okay, when he comes, he's going to be 10 pounds. It, I, I already had this scheduled C-section, so it's definitely going to have to be a C-section because he's going to be huge. And y'all, this baby came out at seven pounds, one ounce, smaller than my first son, Jaden. And so I'm looking at him like, bro, You did all of that and you a little bitty seven pound baby, right? Now, only two weeks later, he got up to 10 pounds. And it was so crazy. And it just showed me you cannot despise small beginnings. He came in a small package. But when I tell y'all that this boy is nine months now and he's in 12 month clothes and he's going to be super tall. It's like I could have looked at him and said, oh, he's going to be a runt. He's going to be this. He's going to be that because he started out small. But now he's huge. And so I don't want you to dismiss the small thing that God is doing in you. The quote unquote small thing that God is doing in you. If it's starting that book, y'all know I'm I'm an author. So that's always what I go to. If it's starting that book, if it's starting the blog post, just do not despise those small things because small things can lead to big things. And we talk about the the faith the size of a mustard seed, right? The mustard seed itself is so small, but the tree that it produces is big. And so you just have to be consistent. You have to say, God, what baby steps do you want me to take in this season? And then you have to trust him with those steps. And if you do that, I promise that you will see the purpose that was behind your pain and you were going to be rejoicing throughout that process so that is it for today y'all a song that i thought was really great for this message is called thy will uh, by hillary scott and it's just a really really great song i think it's on youtube it's i definitely it's definitely on youtube and so definitely check that song out um song of the week i mean verse of the week is our verse for today hebrews 12 7 it says, endure suffering as discipline. God is dealing with you as sons. For what son is there that a father does not discipline? So just understand, y'all, your discipline has a purpose. And then my closing thoughts for today, um, I guess my housekeeping things rather, make sure, make sure, make sure you go and check out my Faith Devotional, Walking on Water, 21-Day Devotional on Faith. It's about my pregnancy with my first son, Jaden, and how God birthed purpose through him right I mean the book is literally evidence of how he birthed purpose through pain I want you to make sure you check that out please 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 leave us a review if you're listening to this on iTunes share it with people tag your friends on your Instagram like take a screenshot show that you're listening to it then tag your friends and say girl you need to listen to this put it on your Instagram stories Um, reach out to me let me know how this podcast is affecting you I love hearing from people from our community you can email me at Bri B-R-I 
I-E at blackgirlswithpurpose.org. Um, if you want to become a purpose partner, you can go to blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash partner. It has a bunch of different ways that you can get tapped into our community. If you have a women-owned business that you want us to feature here on the podcast, you can become a purpose partner. If you just say, hey, Brie, this podcast really blesses me, so I want to be able to sow into Black Girls of Purpose financially, you can become a purpose partner. There are just all these different ways that you can get involved. You can get free gear from Black Girls of Purpose if you go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash partner. And at the bottom, it talks about becoming an affiliate for BGWP. So if that if any of that is of interest to you, make sure that you check out that page. And then lastly, y'all, check out our Black Girls of Purpose shop. I have been putting some new stuff on there every single week. And like I said, I'm going to do probably a review of the new products that we have either at the end of 2019, which is just next week, or uh, at the very beginning of 2020. But either way, go ahead and check those things out. I'm not getting into the deets yet because I want to save that for that official episode. But there's some good stuff on there. I'm over here like, oh man, I need to buy these Black Girls of Purpose. And trust your girl has been buying my own stuff. But I want y'all to get it too. And then again, if you're interested in being an affiliate, you can even get some of that stuff for free. So that is it for this week, y'all. I hope that you have a Merry Christmas. Give hugs to your family for me. Listen to the podcast over Christmas dinner. I don't know what whatever you want to do. I just want everyone to be encouraged by this message because it's really encouraging and blessing me. All right, y'all have a great week.